Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about all about nine diets to avoid in 2021 for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So 2020 is almost over now. Uh, most people are probably not going to start a new fitness plan at this exact time. And the approach most people tend to take is to relax over Christmas, to enjoy Christmas with their family, enjoy the new year, and then start again in January. And I completely understand that, especially when 2020 has been such a challenging year for so many people. So we've been helping women in their 40s and their 50s to lose weight for years now. So about this time of year, or when January rolls around, one thing we, that we tend to see year after year is women in this age group, we try to lose weight only to see zero movement on the scales. And this can be incredibly frustrating and it can leave women feeling trapped and unable to lose weight, working really, really hard all week, then seeing no results at all in the mirror, starting out the year with good intentions, only to give up after the first few weeks and then put all of the weight back on, have to dress to cover up problem areas instead of wearing what they like. And it can leave people in this position where they're just constantly worrying that they'll never be able to get their weight under control because nothing seems to be working anymore. And that this is just this, these sort of extra pounds around the middle are just something that they're going to have to deal with as part of the aging process. And that's never a nice position for anyone to be in. But luckily, there is a way for women over 40 to see rapid and sustainable weight loss. And it just comes down to two things. So firstly, avoiding approaches which don't work for women in this age group. And secondly, choosing something which is more tailored to your body um, and your age at this time in your life. So in today's podcast, we're going to reveal nine common diets which we think should be avoided by women over 40 in 2021. And instead, we're going to show you what to do if you want to drop one to two dress sizes and feel confident wearing anything you like before we reach next summer. So yeah, this is this is very important if you're going to start something new in January because there's a lot of mistakes you can make and we're going to go through the sort of top nine mistakes we hear women over 40 making every year and they get in touch with us and they tell us about these things they've been doing that haven't worked so we're going to go through each one we're going to talk about the benefits because there are some benefits of probably every single one of these approaches almost all of them anyway but also the drawbacks as well so why they don't really work so well so the first thing we're going to talk about is any kind of exercise only approach so this is a really common thing we see people do which is they just try and focus on exercise and they don't do anything in terms of their nutrition their eating and their drinking so they might do something like couch to 5k they might do some other form of running or jogging they might do some cycling or they might just try and walk more and there's some really good benefits to these things so any kind of activity especially outdoors is going to help your mental health so it's going to make you feel better it'll give you um, a bit of an endorphin hit as well so you'll feel better and you probably feel a bit more energetic as well and they will burn some calories. So we've talked about many times before, calories are a very important thing. If you eat too many of them, you can't lose weight. So it will help to burn some calories and sort of bring that down. Um, but that's about it as far as the, the benefits go. I suppose that will also improve your cardiovascular health. So it will improve your, your cardio fitness doing these types of approaches. And if you go to the gym, you could do something like gym classes as well. That also may improve your fitness, but there's a lot of drawbacks 
So all of these, these most common sort of exercise only approaches, they tend to be cardio and cardio exercise tends to, first of all, make people very hungry in my experience. So intense heart cardio, if that's like a gym class or something like that, that will make you hungry. But I also find even worse is like long distance cardio, like running and stuff like that. If you do running or jogging, I personally, and lots of clients also reported they get very, very hungry after it. So this tends to make people eat too much. And the problem is you can never out-exercise the wrong diet. So for example, um, I had a quick um, calculation before this to work out the average calories burned on the couch to 5K diet and also looked at people's results on it. And the average calorie per workout is only about 250 calories burned. So that's how much energy is used. And that's completely cancelled out by a large glass of wine. It's completely cancelled out by half a sharing bag of something like Maltesers or any of those other sharing bags of chocolate. It's also completely cancelled out by one mince pie, completely cancelled out by half or less than half a pack of a big you know, family pack of crisps. So it doesn't take much in terms of eating to completely negate the effects of exercise. And therefore, that's why personally, I wouldn't recommend exercise only approaches because it's very, very easy for anyone to out eat the wrong, the wrong diet, uh, not out eat the wrong diet, to not be able to out-exercise the wrong diet, I suppose. And then the other thing for women over 40 is that on top of all of that, so that's for everyone, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to, to lose weight just with exercise alone, but it, what's more, for women over 40, intense cardio can actually also cause some more problems. So if you're doing intense cardio, like fast running or gym classes or spinning or HIIT as well, actually, this can raise the stress hormone levels and this can actually block your weight loss results. So we've done a whole podcast on cortisol. I suggest you listen to it if you've not heard about this before. But basically, when you get really stressed out and when there's too much stress on the body, which a lot of the clients we work with are stressed anyway, when you then do these intense cardio sessions, it will elevate cortisol, the stress hormone, even further. And if this is elevated for too long, it causes insulin resistance, leptin resistance, and decreased thyroid function. And the effect of these is it will make, first of all, you're more likely to store fat, that's what insulin resistance will do, especially around the middle, which is something a lot of women over 40 struggle with. It will make cravings worse and it will mean you're a lot less full even after eating, which is what will happen from leptin resistance. Then lastly, decreased thyroid function um, will slow your metabolism down. So it means you have to eat even less to lose weight. So just focusing on exercise, especially the wrong kind of exercise, as we just talked about there, is never really going to work very well. We never really see it work for women over 40. So that's the first thing to avoid is just focusing on exercise. So linked to that, the second thing to avoid is just focusing on nutrition. So, I mean, nutrition, I would say, is, is really, really important anyway, because it's kind of the number one driver of, of fat loss. If you get your nutrition right, if you eat the right amount for you, you're going you're gonna to see um, body fat coming off. If you eat too much, you're going to see body fat coming on. So nutrition is really, really, really important in the grand scheme of things. However, if you focus on nutrition, but neglect everything else, often a lot of these nutrition only approaches are very, very extreme in order to see results. So, you know, that could be things like cutting out entire food groups, cutting calories down really low, which we're going to go into into more detail um, through these through, through kind of the further points. But in order to see results without doing exercise from an approach which is just nutrition-based, you basically have to eat a very small amount if you're not also doing exercise. And what this can lead to is it can lead to muscle loss. So 
with a lot of these nutrition only approaches, whenever you see the, the results, people are kind of promoting the saying, I lost two stone doing this. I lost three stone doing that. The reality is they may have lost two or three stone, but they've lost maybe body fat. They've also lost muscle mass. Uh, they may have even lost bone mass, but this can be especially problematic for women over 40 where muscle mass and metabolism are already starting to decrease due to age. And if you kind of starve yourself with one of these nutrition only approaches with no exercise to kind of maintain that muscle that, that you've already got in your body, um, it can just lead to you losing more muscle, slowing your metabolism down more and long-term this can make it more difficult to maintain your weight. It can make it easier to put weight on and it can make it more difficult for you to see results in the future. The other thing with the nutrition only approaches is they're very, very hard to stick to because the more extreme something is, the more difficult it is to fit into kind of normal everyday life. And what this can lead to is blowouts or binges at the weekend. So typically you'll see people who can stick to something really, really well in the week that, you know, they're, they're, they start every Monday, they're really enthusiastic. They're really, really strict throughout the week. And then they get to Friday, they think, oh, I just, I can't deal with this anymore. It's just too restrictive. And then they have a massive blowout on the weekend. They have too much wine, too much chocolate, too much kind of unhealthy foods, takeaways with their family. And that can easily, those couple of days over the weekend can easily undo all of the hard work that you've done previously in the week. So, you know, you can be spending five days a week or a big percentage of your time being really, really strict with your nutrition, but still quite easily undo all of that progress at the weekend. So you're getting none of the benefits from all the work that you're putting in but you're still having to restrict yourself most of the time, which is just not great. And the, the kind of the last thing that doesn't really work for these approaches, in our opinion, is they don't deal with the root cause of people's overeating. So a lot of people deal with either emotional eating or stress eating. So whether that's the stress from their work or their family life or other things they've got going on, um, women or, or, or dieters will turn to food to try and deal with that stress not only women women and men but just because we work with women exclusively um, a lot of the women that we work with they turn to food to deal with that stress um and this is especially kind of common for women in this age group that we work with because as we mentioned before like when well as rob mentioned when he was talking about the exercise when you're over 40 um your body can have a stronger response to stress so from the stressful events that happen, you can produce more of the, the stress hormone cortisol. Um, because you're feeling more stressed, you're then more likely to go towards this stress eating or this emotional eating. Um, and people basically, they can end up starving themselves on these nutrition only approaches and then basically just binging as it's, it's impossible for them to stick to in the first place. So unless you deal with the root cause of that overeating, whether that's stress eating, whether that's kind of a, a binge and starve cycle, I don't think a nutrition approach, nutrition only approach is ever really going to be a long-term solution because you haven't really solved the the core problem there. Yeah, definitely. A, a holistic approach works a lot better. And we will talk about at the end, what kind of approach does work best for women over 40. Okay. So the next thing that we see people doing, and this one's really, really common is to go and try and do something with very, very, that's very restrictive. It's a very low calorie diet. I think that's actually the technical term um, they even use in healthcare is this VLCD, very low calorie diet. And this can be achieved lots of different ways. It could be through a shake diet and we're gonna talk a bit more about them later as well. It could just be getting a tracking app and reducing your calories to like 1200 or 800. I've heard lots of people doing this as well. 
And there are a couple of benefits in theory. None of there's not really any benefits in reality in the long term. So there's a couple of short term benefits. So you might see some quick results some quick changes on the scales if you start doing one of these very low calorie diets. And a lot of the selling points of these as well is that you don't need to exercise. So it can kind of save time or it can save effort. So it's a bit easier. Again, that's good in theory. However, there's a lot of drawbacks, like many, many drawbacks associated with these diets. So first of all, if you do a very low calorie diet, especially one without exercise, it's pretty hard to, to stick to one with exercise because you'd just be starving too much. But without exercise, most of the weight loss is going to be not from body fat, which is the stuff that wobbles. It's the thing you actually want to lose. It's also the thing that's unhealthy to have too much of. Most of the weight loss is actually going to be coming from water weight. First of all, if you eat a lot less, you're going to hold on to a lot less water, especially if you eat less carbs. Um, and muscle loss is another massive, you know, it's a really significant um, way to lose weight. If you just starve yourself, your body will actually tap into your muscle pretty quickly and burn that because it, it, it doesn't see that as important when you're starving. And the problem with that is if you burn all your muscle and don't actually burn that much fat, and this is what happens on any very low calorie diet, you'll end up very flabby, very weak, and not toned at all. So you, I think Ben, one, I remember back in the day, we used to use analogy for this of like, um, like a sack full of porridge. Obviously that's quite extreme, but that's, that's kind of how you can end up feeling is all squidgy and not very strong, not very energetic. There's also a lot of negative side effects from burning all that muscle on your metabolism. So if you burn your muscle, mus the more muscle we have, the faster your metabolism. So if you burn that muscle, your metabolism is going to start to slow down. So you have to eat less and less and less and less over time, the more muscle you lose. On top of this, really low calorie dieting has been found to have a really significant effect on your cravings. So you can have worse cravings for up to a year afterwards. Even if you just did this, this diet this coming January, you're going to have worse cravings for the entire year. Even if you just did it for six weeks and starved yourself for six weeks, you're then going to want to eat more for the next year. And usually this then leads to people regaining all of the weight and more in the long run. So it actually makes you heavier, not lighter in the long run. So you need to have a bit more of a long, long game, you know, a bigger picture mindset and realize that this is, it's a quick fix for a reason because you pay the price in the long term. It's like, I always use the analogy for this. It's like taking out a payday loan. Yes, you get some quick money. Yes, you get something quickly, but there's always a price you pay for getting something that quickly. And with the payday loan, you get this massive interest rate with a very low calorie diet. You, you get something similar, which is um, your metabolism slows right down and your cravings get much worse, which is kind of like that interest rate. So you're going to be paying it back for a very long time. And that means with gaining weight. And then the last thing you also want to avoid this for, which is specific to women over 40, is low calorie diets actually increase the body's internal stress levels which as we've talked about before makes it harder to lose weight over 40 you really need to control that stress so there's a lot of reasons why you want to avoid a very low calorie diet there's not really any real lasting benefits to them at all so yeah so moving on to the next one then the next thing i would say to avoid if you're over 40 is low carb or keto diets and these were kind of all the all the rage in um 2020 and the few the couple of things that are good about them is first of all they're quite simple because all you've got to do with a low carb diet you've got one rule to follow you know cut out carbs that's it and other than that you just eat what you want so you've got a very very simple rule to follow um as well as that you can see some really fast initial results so if i was to cut out carbs now for example i would imagine that over the next few days i'm going to lose 
quite a bit of weight in a very, very short period of time. The problem with this is those fast results are not usually due to fat loss. So the body stores carbs in muscles. So one of the way that the body fuels you for exercise, it stores carbs inside of your, inside of your muscles, um, which can then be used when you expend energy in kind of high impact um, activities. But for every gram of carbs that gets stored in your muscle mass, the body also stores three to four grams of water. So if you can imagine your, your muscle is like a, a sponge, um, it fills up with these carbs. And then each of these carbs is like another little mini sponge and they fill up with water. So your, your muscle becomes like this balloon filled with carbs and, and water. Um, this carb weight and water weight can be lost very, very quickly. So when you move to a low carb diet and you're suddenly not putting any carbs in, your body is then using the, the stored carbs you've got in your muscles, but it's not refilling those back up. So you'll lose that carb weight very quickly over one to two weeks. What this can look like for people is it can look like you're, it can look like you're losing a load of body fat because you'll see the number on the scales going down quite rapidly. But the reality is all you're losing is carb weight and water weight. And those results are just going to be temporary. So if you cut out carbs for two weeks, you lose a load of weight, half a stone, whatever. It, as soon as you eat another meal that has carbs in it, your muscles fill back up with carbs. Your, those muscles again fill up with water and you'll put all of that weight back on on the scales immediately. So it's not kind of real weight loss. It's just, it's just kind of a temporary, um, sort of an, an illusion almost. So unless you plan on giving up carbs forever, so never, never again eating pizza, pasta, rice, bread, biscuits, crisps, cake, snacks, none of that stuff. Um, you're not, you're not going to see any long-term results. If you, for someone who is really, really, really strict and they're able to cut that out for a long period of time, the only way that the way that this could work is by cutting out carbs. You may reduce your overall intake of calories slightly, and then that may allow you to lose some body fat if you're able to stick to it for a long period of time. But ultimately, it doesn't really teach you how to fuel your body. It doesn't really teach you how to eat normal foods, how to live in this world that we have where carbs are all around us and they are a, a food source that's available. So usually what we see is once people get fed up of cutting out carbs, they return to eating the way that they normally eat, the way that their family eat, the way that everybody else around them is eating. And then because the only thing that's stopping them, the only thing stopping them or helping them to lose weight was cutting out the carbs. As soon as they stop that, all of the weight comes back on. They just go back to exactly the way they were. So low carbs and keto, um, you know, maybe, maybe they, they might work for some people, but I think long-term for most people, they're just, they're not the best solution especially if you want to live a normal life and enjoy your food and, and enjoy eating the things you like with the, with the people you care about. So the next diet we're going to talk about, again, very popular in 2020, looking to be even more popular in 2021 is a plant-based diet or like a vegan diet. Now, depends why you get into it, but the benefits that a lot of people will do this for is because they think it's healthier and it might be healthier because it might force you to eat a lot more vegetables and the, that is going to be good for you. Um, you also might do it for moral or ethical reasons, which we won't get into that argument today. We could go for a long time about whether it is actually more sustainable or not, whether you're actually just destroying the rainforest in Brazil rather than somewhere else, um, you know, affecting the climate some other way. We're not going to get into the ethical argument today, but we're going to talk about it in terms of how effective it is as a diet. So the problem we see with a lot of clients doing a plant-based diet is it can still actually be done in quite an unhealthy way. You can still eat a lot of junk food 
you can still consume a lot of alcohol. So you can eat biscuits, you can eat cheap cakes, because none of these are actually made with butter. They're made with butter substitutes, which are less good for you as well. Still high in calories. You can eat things like, you know, chips. You can eat most crisps. There's a lot of junk food you can still eat um, on a vegan diet. It is harder, but there's, there's lots of ways you can still get around it if you want to. And if you consume too many calories, you cannot get around the fact that you will not lose weight, regardless of how many vegetables you're actually eating. The second reason it can also not work is it's very hard to get enough protein. And protein is something we all need, especially if you're exercising. It helps with recovery, but it also helps you to burn fat um, and to get leaner. So people who eat um, more protein tend to uh, lose a lot more weight. There's been lots of studies done on it and they lose a lot more weight. And we see the same thing with our clients. So it's possible, but you're going to have to try a lot harder to get protein. You might need to take supplements. You, you really need to be really deliberate about the kinds of foods you're eating and pairing together to get enough protein and to get enough of the right kinds of protein. And then the last thing is also very hard to get enough of essential, certain essential vitamins and minerals. Again, not impossible, but it's very hard to get enough of vitamin B12, which is essential for energy and brain function. Iron, again, essential for energy. Calcium, which is essential for bone density, which is something a lot of women over 40 start to struggle with and want to avoid going down that path of osteoporosis. And then vitamin D is another one you'll struggle to get enough of, which is essential for energy and immunity. And it also actually helps you absorb calcium for your bone density. So you're going to need to supplement all of those things and have a very strict supplement cycle if you want this to work. So it's not impossible to make a vegan or plant-based diet work, but it just takes a lot more effort. And if you're strapped for time, if you're already very stressed out and busy, you're really putting a lot more on your plate. So you've got to really want to do this for ethical reasons, I would say, in order to pursue it. Otherwise, there's a lot easier ways to lose weight than going on a plant-based or vegan diet. Now, I know Ben has to go in a second. You've got to um, catch up with a client. So what I suggest we do, because we've actually spent longer talking about these things than originally planned which is no bad thing is shall we break this up into two parts and then uh, next week we'll we'll do part two for for everyone so we can cover um, it properly yeah if you want to do yeah yeah let's do that so what we'll do we'll give you a quick hint now of what does work better and then we'll go through um some other some other things next week so we'll go through the next five four or five things next week that we also suggest you avoid in january so do tune into that one as well but for now, if you're listening, you're thinking, what is the solution? Ben, what do you suggest people actually do do in 2021 to do something sustainable? I would say make sure that you're you're doing something that's right for you and right for your body now. So something that fits around your life, something that's sustainable long term, alongside all the commitments you have with work, with your family, with everything else that you've got going on. I know a lot of our clients are super, super busy. Um, also find something that keeps stress levels low to moderate because that's again really important for women who are over 40 and that works alongside your your changing hormones to kind of compensate for those so you can still see results regardless so for women over 40 in particular a flexible approach to nutrition is key something that doesn't ban anything at all because that way you're able to live your live your life normally but sustain that for a, a long period of time um, something that allows you to eat a balance of carbs, protein, and fats, as well as some alcohol as well. So nothing is banned because again, that's going to mean that you can enjoy life. And if you can enjoy the process of losing weight and getting to where you want to be with your body, then it's, it's easy to stick to. And that's why we have clients see amazing results and then be able to maintain those long-term. And then the third thing I would say is make sure that you're doing exercise wise, 
stay away from kind of cardio stuff, stay away from high impact, high intensity stuff, and instead steer towards low impact strength training. So kind of lifting weights in a, in a slow and controlled, low impact way. And that will help to boost metabolism. It will help to maintain muscle, heart, muscle mass, and it will also keep stress levels low, all of which is really, really important for women in their 40s and 50s. So that's what you need to do. If you do want to find out more, obviously this can be thinking about January time um, as well as now, um, but you can have a read now. Um, ben, where can people go to find out more about our Fit Over 40 program that basically addresses all of these things that helps our women to lose one to two stone in 12 weeks? So a lot of women will do that in January and, um, and does it all in a sustainable way that's, that's actually you can keep up long term. Where can people go to find out more about that? To find out more, just go to www.fit40info.com. You can grab all the details there. Um, at the time of recording this podcast, this is the 10th of December 2020. Um, we are still open. You could still get on board with our coaching program, but we are going to be closing that down for Christmas at the end of this week. So if you're listening to this, if you think you know, you'd know you like to get involved, you'd like to get some help, you'd like to lock in your space for January, um, and we'll also coach you between now and the end of the year for free. If that sounds good, just head to www.fit40info.com, get all the details there, and um, yeah, that's it. Perfect. So that wraps up for today's episode. Next week, we're going to do part two. So there's another four diets you definitely want to avoid in 2021. Don't fall into these traps. So make sure you tune in then as well. But that's it for now. So thank you very much for listening to today's training podcast. And we'll catch you next week for the next episode. We'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity podcast.